friends, and welcome to the Restoration Road podcast. I'm so excited to share with you today all the things that the Lord has really been placing on my heart to share. One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is the story of Demas in the Bible, D-E-M-A-S. And he is mentioned in 2 Timothy 4.10. He was with the Apostle Paul when he was in Rome. They were in ministry together. And as we know, the Apostle Paul has an amazing testimony of following the Lord and really sharing the gospel and fanning the flames. And he's someone we aspire to be like. He was bold and courageous. What happened was so sad because 2 Timothy 4.10 says, Demas left me because he was in love with this present world. And I've been thinking a lot about that and how tragic and how sad that is and how we see so many people around us leaving the faith. And I think it's because they're in love with this world and the things that the world has to offer. When Demas chose the world, the shiny things, the things that the enemy uses to entice us, to get us to be led away from the things that God wants us to to really believe. We get caught up in this lie and this trap that the enemy tells us is for our good. And I love the way the message translation puts it in 1 John chapter 2. It says, Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love of the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. And what the enemy tries to do is entice us to set ourselves up to be popular, to be wealthy, to be accepted, to be adored. And we are so inundated with the message of this present darkness. I love so much in Job chapter 33 when it says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. And what Job was saying was, I'm going to guard my heart through what I allow into my spirit by the things I watch, by the things I listen to, by the things that this world is trying to get me to deviate from the course that God has set for me. But the good news is, is that when we surrender to Christ and choose to follow him and his ways, We will not be led astray, but it's an intentional daily walk with him that we have to prioritize. I think sometimes about Judas and how when he betrayed Jesus, before that moment when he traded that money for Jesus, there was a moment before that where he was sitting and and Mary came and, and she was pouring out this beautiful, fragrant, expensive perfume on Jesus. And it was Judas who said, why are you doing that? Like, why are you wasting that expensive perfume and pouring out what could be worth a year's wages? And so we see Judas's heart long before we ever see the actions that led him to betray Jesus for 30 shekels. We see the heart behind his wanting money. And Jesus says we cannot love both God and money. We cannot love 
one because we will hate the other. And so we see this tension of this upside down economics where Jesus calls us to forsake all the things that the world has to offer, money and status and security and place our security in him and him alone. It's only by faith that we can do that. And Paul had that kind of faith. Sadly, Demas didn't. He didn't have the kind of faith that would help him to realize that this world has nothing for us. And in the Old Testament, Solomon said it this way, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And Solomon had all the riches, all the things that he could ever want. He had women, he had money, he had a mansion, and nothing could satisfy him. He was empty. And in the end, he realized the only thing that could satisfy him was God and that everything else was meaningless. And yet we see people in the New Testament like Demas walk away, walk away from, from the faith. And we see people in our present day walking away from the faith because what happens is we we trade the truth for a lie. We don't guard our hearts. We let the enemy come in and lead us away from our first love. And we see in Revelation where God is writing a letter to the churches and it says, return to me and return to your first love. But when we start getting to the place where we want the, the better house, the better spouse, the more shiny things of this world, we start letting ourselves be led astray. And it's a really dangerous place to be. And so I pray that as believers, we would be intentional about being grateful, guarding our hearts, and letting God lead us to a place where we are not enticed by the things of this world. But it's a fine line, and we don't want to be swept away. And so in order not to be swept away by the deception and the lies, we have to be rooted in Christ, and we have to be in community with other believers who can call us out when we start to be fickle. The Bible says that our hearts are fickle and that we will be led astray. And so we need to keep rooting out those things that lead us to become not Christ-like. I don't ever want to be like Demas. And I pray that you don't want to either. And so I hope that this podcast would encourage you to confess anything that you need to confess to the Lord. Sometimes I'll be in a situation where getting caught up in a conversation and maybe it's gossip maybe it's judgmentalism maybe it's someone's just cussing up a storm or there's there's so many things there's so many things maybe it's in a place where a ton of people are drinking and taking it to the next level and even though i don't drink i can still be around those people who drink it's just you know when someone crosses the line and they're not social drinking anymore. They're crossing the line and saying things that are inappropriate or destructive even. And things start coming out of their mouth and you're like, oh Lord, I feel uncomfortable in this situation. You know, will we have the courage to either say something or walk away? It's such a fine line. And I think that what happened with Demas was he didn't have the boldness that, that Paul had. And we want to be people who have the courage and who have the type of faith that can say, you know what, this conversation is really making me uncomfortable and here's why, because I love the Lord and I don't want to dishonor him. I don't want to be somebody who 
is tossed to and fro like like the waves in the ocean. I want to be somebody who is one way in one situation and the same way in another situation. And I think what Demas found was that that was really hard to do when he was living in Rome and there were there were people persecuting Paul and saying things that were harsh and putting him in prison and Demas was like, "Well, I don't really want to be put in prison for my faith, so I'm just going to go over here and be part of the world and spend the Rome money and and be caught up in this this deception and I think it's so easy for us to read that and be like, I would never do that, you know? But the thing is, is that I think we do it every day. Um, I know for me, especially before I was walking with the Lord and I was hanging out in situations that were inappropriate. And when we're living for the world, those become gray areas. But when we're walking with the Lord, we see how clear how clear it is where we need to put boundaries and boundaries are our are for our protection and so i pray that we would be people who really take into action what god calls us to do which is be bold with our faith and and encourage one another to walk in a way worthy of the calling that he's placed on our lives i know that this probably isn't the most appropriate thing to say on a podcast like this but somehow i I remember Demas, I remember his name because I always think to myself like, what a dumb A double asterisk. Like he walked away and gave up eternity for the temporal. And how many times, how many times are we just like him? It's like the Christian walk is like a three-step dance with the Lord at all times. It's just like this beautiful, ongoing three-step dance with the Holy Spirit. He brings sin to our mind, our sin to our mind, we confess it and repent, and then we walk with him. And then we mess up, but we don't keep walking away from him. We return to him. We confess it, and he restores us, and then we dance with him. And it's just this three-step dance, this sanctification throughout our whole life. But Demas just gave up and walked away. You know, I don't want to be like Judas. I don't want to be like Demas. When we make a mistake, because we will, confess it, repent, and let the Lord restore us. And we saw what happened with Judas when he sold out Jesus. Don't you think for a moment that Jesus wouldn't have restored him? He would have. He would have. But instead, he felt shame. He felt guilt. And he walked away and he killed himself because he was so ashamed of what he did. He felt so guilty that he didn't turn back to the Lord and say, please forgive me. But yet we see the Lord restoring Peter. Peter forsook the Lord, but he didn't go and commit suicide because he went back to the Lord. And Jesus found him and said, Peter, I love you. I love you. Even though you denied me three times, what if Judas wouldn't have been so quick to assume that the Lord wouldn't have restored him and didn't take his own life? I mean, Peter went off and hid from the Lord. He went off and went back to his old job fishing, but yet Jesus came and restored him. I love that because if we would just not let the enemy convince us that when we get enticed by the world, when we get enticed by the shiny things and chase them because we're human and our flesh is pitiful. When we come back to the Lord and ask him to restore us, he always will. He's always good. He's always faithful. He longs to restore us. All you have to do is read the Bible to see that. 
And so I pray that this would encourage you that if you're on the wrong path, if you're chasing the worldly things, if you've been led astray, all you have to do is get on your knees and ask the Lord to restore you and redeem you, and He will. And then turn and walk with the Lord. Go another direction. He longs to do that because He's a good, good Father. One of the things I love so much in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, My children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also the sins of the world. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. I love that because, again, we see the heart of the Father who longs to restore and forgive us. He knows that we will battle our flesh. The, the Bible says that our flesh and our spirit are battling within us. And in 2 Timothy, when Demas walked away, it's because he lost the battle. The flesh and the spirit are warring within us at all times. And so will we choose the flesh or the spirit? And so many times it is easier to choose the flesh because we are addicted to instant gratification. We are addicted to getting what we want when we want it. We have big baby syndrome. The truth is, we have to crucify our flesh, and it's not easy to do. When we read earlier, it says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And for me, I know I have to be able to sit with the Lord every day and ask him to transform my mind because I'm human and I will make mistakes. I have to be able to look at the things I'm doing that are conforming to the patterns of this world. And so what are the patterns of this world? Well, jealousy, greed, envy, lust, instant gratification, anything that makes us feel good in the moment. Um, I have to look at those patterns that I'm, that I'm getting into. And recently, and I have to be able to have somebody who's in my life who's willing to tell me the truth and I have to be willing to hear it and, and receive it and go, okay, I don't want to live like that. And, and recently I had a friend tell me, you know, there's these patterns in my life that I'm doing and what happens is gray baby sins come in and I start justifying them and rationalizing them. Anytime I'm rationalizing something, I can look at that and go, okay, the word lie is literally in the word rationalize. <laughs> and so before I became sober and got into recovery, I was justifying and rationalizing my drinking. And I would say, well, I'm not drinking that much, or I'm not drinking as much as so-and-so or that person. And it wasn't until the Lord confronted me in that, and, and I realized I had to surrender that to God. And that's been, thankfully, several years now. It'll be 13 years in March. And I pray that the Lord will continue to sanctify me. But there's other things in my life, like shopping, or what happens is at Christmas time, I start, you know, Amazon carting everything to my house and it's like oh that's for the kids or oh that's for so-and-so or oh that's a gift for so-and-so but then it escalates i love what robert downey jr said one time he said my drug of choice is more and i i can get caught up in that because i i have a distorted view of 
my addiction, my addiction type personality. And the thing is, is that we feed these idols in our life and there's nothing new under the sun. And back in the Old Testament, when the Israelites were chasing these idols and and using these idols to fill them up, fill up these voids in their their soul, um, we're no different than them. And so I have to be able to see that pattern in my life. Like, what am I using to fill up the void in my life? And lately for me, since it's January and we're coming off of Christmas, I can be really guilty of seeing that brown package coming to my front door. It gets out of hand. And it's not even like big things. It's little things like $5 items and nothing extravagant, but I can be guilty of like, oh, I need that or my kids need this or somebody else needs that. And and I start doing this pattern of more, more, more. I start chasing the world, chasing what feels good, chasing what looks good, chasing what sounds good, chasing what I think will fill me up. And I have to let that pattern be broken in my life. And I have to confess it to the Lord. It says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. Well, if I'm scrolling and if I'm ordering and if I'm not sitting quietly with the Lord and letting him transform my mind, I will be led astray. How could I not? And so it's really a matter of just getting quiet with the Lord, letting him transform me so that I won't be conformed. And and I wonder sometimes if, if Demas wasn't allowing the Lord to transform him. He, he just became conformed to the patterns of this world, to the patterns of the world that he was in in Rome and the money and the stature and, and, and being led astray. And, and we, we can't afford to do that because it leads other people astray. It leads our kids astray. It leads our spouse astray. It leads our family astray. We cannot afford to be conformed to this world and double-minded. I'm doing a study right now, and we're talking about the kingdom divided, and and it starts so small. It's like a divided heart turns into a divided family, turns into a divided community, and then a divided nation. It just starts so small. The enemy is so seductive and so enticing. I pray that we would be on guard against that. And so we have to ask him. We have to ask him. And he who called us is faithful. And I just pray that this would encourage you to sit with the Lord. Confess anything that you feel like the Holy Spirit is placing on your heart to confess. It's not fun. It's not easy. But when we allow him to get in there and circumcise our hearts and and do surgery on us, I literally need the Holy Spirit to do surgery on my heart on a daily basis to say, this needs to go and I need to transform you into my image. And he does that from one degree of glory to the next. It's a very slow, painful, sanctifying process, but I'm grateful because the more I spend time with him, the more I can see his ways versus the world's ways. The more I'm in his word, the more I sit with him, the more I let him transform me. I can see when I'm becoming enticed with the world's things. And I'm able to confess it and rebuke it and return to my first love, which is Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would be able to do the same because when we can do that, it not only changes us, but it affects our family, our friends, our communities, our churches, and that's the goal. Thank goodness we are not alone in the sanctification process. Thank you so much for so joining with me today on the Restoration Road. I pray that you would be blessed.